you believe you are a good person at heart and you want to do good things in the world, you're doing the world a disservice by not making more money. Like we need more caring people who want to make a change to earn more money so that they can do impact. Thanks to Shopify for supporting my podcast. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a free 14-day trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to shopify.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great weekend. I don't know if you can hear it, but right now my little kitten is purring. We got a new kitten if you want to see this new one. He's a little boy. We're trying to figure out what to name him. Uh, I'll post a photo on my Instagram stories at kathy.heller so you can see him. He's super cute. Anyway, he's sitting right here purring and um, we are just enjoying him so much. Today, you're going to enjoy the podcast so much. Danielle Canty is here. She is the co-founder and president of Boss Babe. You're going to just, I think, get so much out of today's episode. I couldn't stop talking to her. I think you're going to enjoy this so much. Before we dive in, I just want to let you know that the pre-sale to my podcast course has officially ended. But the good news is that so many people have now shared with me how intrigued you are about wanting to understand podcasting and is it really the best thing to leverage your business no matter what your business and how do you grow a huge audience from podcasting? How do you grow an engaged audience? How do you monetize a podcast? So I'm going to be doing a free mini workshop, a little boot camp for you guys. For those of you who want to learn about podcasting, you can join us September 12th through the 15th, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. I'll be on live with you for an hour and we'll do a three-day mini workshop all for free. If you want to learn everything that I can pack into those three days on podcasting, this is for you. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. And I think you're going to love it. It's free. And if you sign up, you'll also get the replays. Tell your friends, let them know this is going to be a smoking hot week. It is so much fun to talk about podcasting because it is the single thing that has made the biggest difference, not only in my business, but in my life on so many levels. It is, I can't even begin to quantify what it's done in terms of how much I've grown in terms of the opportunities. So I can't wait to also get a chance to be together. So if you would like to join me, go to kathyheller.com slash bootcamp and grab your spot. And it's free, like I said. So tell your friends, tell your family and uh, and come and join us. All right. So today, Danielle Canty is here. As I said, she's the co-founder and president of Boss Babe. She's also a serial entrepreneur, a mentor, investor, podcast host, and she's such a powerhouse. A lot of you might've heard of Boss Babe, but in case you haven't, it's a huge online community for ambitious women who are building wealth and creating lives that they love. They have a hugely successful membership called The Society. Plus they offer signature courses and proven framework and high value programs. They also have the Boss Babe podcast hosted by Danielle, where they share the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance and learning how to balance it all. It's raw, it's actionable, and it's a must listen for ambitious women creating success in their 
own way. They've had some really great guests on like Jenna Kutcher and Lisa Bilyeu, Mel Robbins, Vanessa Van Edwards, and I will be on the podcast very soon so that you can hear that episode in the future. Danielle is the expert on how to grow a beautiful community through impactful content, and she's going to share a ton of all of these great tips in this conversation. She's also very lovable, and you can tell how passionate she is about helping women build wealth and be unapologetic about their ambition and their dreams. So we're going to get into some really good discussion about how you can make the sale so you build that abundance and why it's important to celebrate your wins and how other women truly do also want to see you winning because they want to make that difference too. I know you're going to get so much out of this episode. So without further ado, please welcome the phenomenal Danielle Canty. Danielle, I'm so glad that you're here because I've known you guys, but we've never connected. So it's cool to have you here. I know. Isn't it funny? We have so many people in common, yet we've never actually uh, met yet. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. So thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, what you guys are doing is nothing short of astounding and so fun. And I can't even count how many times I'm scrolling and then I take a screenshot of something on your social because it just hits and it's so compelling that not only now have you been doing what you're doing, building such an audience, but you're taking people along for the ride and teaching them how they can do that. And so you guys have been offering courses and you have so many cool resources for women to grow their own businesses through your wisdom, right? And success leaves clues. And now you guys have all of this wisdom. So let's dive in and talk about how you even created what the community is that we now know what was your part in that? What did you see as in terms of an opportunity and what did you bring to it that you had going on before you even started it? What were you doing before? And then when you saw this community, what did you bring to it that helped it to become what it is? So I think there's people are always motivated by two main things. They're either motivated by a push factor. So where they are at is so painful that they just have to do something about it. And so they're moving away from something or they're motivated by a pull factor. So there's something that they see, they had dream that they have a version of their life that they want to live and create and they're pulled towards that. So my journey really started in probably 2016 because I was a chiropractor I had businesses in the UK I I know know not many people I love knowing that so cool yeah and honestly I'm really just testament in how you can really completely change your career so we'll come to that in a second I really love that so so cool I graduated 2010, started working for someone else and then very quickly realized I was actually super ambitious. And I remember being three years in, so I was like 20, 22, 23 at the time. And I said to my boss, I was like, Hey, you had five clinics. And I was like, I want to buy one of your clinics. And he was so taken aback by me coming up to him and saying to him that I wanted to buy one of his clinics. And so that's when I realized, first of all, where my journey started, but also that it was very strange to be this ambitious. And when I was asking him these questions and when I was comparing myself to people I'd gone to chiropractic school with or my friends back at school, they just really weren't relating to my ambition. And then I started to feel a little bit ashamed about that. Like I felt a little bit guilty that maybe I was greedy, maybe like who did I think I was to be able to say, I want to own a company. I want to own a clinic at the age of 23. 
And so that was just at the back of my mind. But basically what happened in 2016 was I went on a skiing trip with my family. My dad had this horrendous skiing accident. He crashed at 70 miles an hour. Yes, we were skiing stupidly fast and he fractured his pelvis and he had to be airlifted from the slopes, major surgery. We were in France, told he couldn't sit up for three months, flown back privately because he couldn't go commercial because he couldn't sit up and it was this whole ordeal that you know thankfully oh my he was god fine. i can't even yeah. imagine the pain oh it my god it was a horrific experience Ooh. but what's interesting is once i knew that he was going to be okay my pain kicked in and just like i started this story around like you're either motivated towards a dream my dream of being ambition, ambitious and having my own company had got me so far, but it was when this pain kicked in of, hang on a minute, we're on a skiing trip. My dad needs me, but I have to go home and work in my clinic and service my patients and take care of this brick and mortar business that I had created. And I realized in that moment, I didn't have freedom. Like I didn't have a choice where I was going to be every single day. It was dictated by the career I was in, the job I had chosen, the life I was building. And I just sat there and was like, I don't know if I want this. And two things came to mind at that point. One, this part of my shoulder, which was like, how dare you think, challenge what you've already created. You went to school for this. You should be grateful. You've got a job. You've got a career. You're earning good money. You can go skiing. You can go on holiday. Like you can afford a house. Like how dare you want more? And then this other side of my personality, which was like, you know what, girl? Go get it. You be unapologetically ambitious. Why can't you say that you want more? Who says you have to be content with this life that you thought you created, but now actually maybe you don't. And so I had this like whole argument and internal kind of dilemma at this point around like, oh my goodness, like what, what should I do? And I realized that how lonely I was at, at that point and how I didn't feel like I had a community to turn to. I didn't feel like I had friends that I could talk to about this. And, you know, the people in my life who I talked to about just were like, you were speaking another language. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is stupid to even have this conversation. And so I'm sure like people listen to this, they're like, oh yeah, I'm there now or I've been there. And so in 2016, I made the decision that my way out of this would be to look at online businesses. I did not know a clue about online businesses. That's crazy too. I used Facebook, but personally, and at that point in 2016, I was the person that was like, I don't have time for starting an Instagram account. Are you freaking kidding me? Like what a waste of time. Facebook is like personal. It's, you know, I don't want to be spending my time on these platforms. I want to be actually, you know, bringing clients and making more money that way. And then I realized that actually, you know, the way I was seeing life was actually like holding me back. And actually, what if I saw it differently? What if I could start an online business? What if Facebook, Instagram, you know, building an online platform, having a website was actually my way out of this location um, jail that I found myself in? And so I started exploring, you know, what are Amazon businesses? What is network marketing? What is like, what does it look like to sell products online? All these ways. And that took me on a journey for two years until 2018. I founded what you guys now know as Boss Babe with my business partner, Natalie. So there's definitely a few things in between there, but I wanted to share that side of the story because a lot of people may 
you know, see me now, I'm like, oh, well, she's always known this. But one thing I want to get, there is very little that you would think chiropractic has in common with now a media and education company that supports women. But there were things that I started applying and that that initial foundation of, I feel lonely, where do I go? Where are my un- unapologetically ambitious women who are like me? led me to see that there was a huge gap in the market around that. And that's what I wanted to head into. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. It's like, I've heard this concept of moonshots, right? Where like JFK got up in front of the world and said that they would land a man on the moon. And he had no idea how they would do that, but he said that they would. And then they just started to figure out whatever technology they needed. And then they did. And that's a moonshot. It's like where you just have a thought that is so big and it's so expansive and you don't know the how, and you're not sure what all the steps are, but you're so clear on this. You can see in the horizon, there is an Island and you just go. And that is really why it is related. Chiropractic, anything is related, right? Elon Musk started at PayPal and then is taking us to space because it's not, that it's the type of business it is. It's the person behind it and what they want to create in the world. And so that was the same part of you that wanted to heal somebody and put them in alignment. It's like, now you want to put women in alignment and you want women to be in their most like fully expressed, like vibration. So it's awesome. And now if people don't already know, tell them, and they probably do, but let's say they don't. Tell them what Boss Babe is every day. Tell them how big of a following it is. Tell them what it is that you guys are offering. And then let's see if we can tease out some of the things that you teach and some of the things that you offer. And we can talk about them today. And maybe I can ask you some more specific questions that would lead people to getting a little bit of a masterclass right now. So tell everybody a little bit about where it is today. Yeah, so Boss Babe now has across this platform over like, four and a half million followers, subscribers. In fact, adding our podcast in is probably actually way more than that. Now I think about it. And we have grown that completely organically over the last four years. And that is because when we started this journey, and now you kind of see this happening a little bit, but when we started this journey, there really wasn't this movement, which now we're really in. It was, you were isolated if what you what we coined as unapologetically ambitious. If you were saying, you know what? I want to earn more money and I'm okay about shouting that. Or, you know what? I am not going to put up with this. I want a boundary on this. I want to be able to say X, Y, and Z. When we started, that really wasn't a common conversation. And what we saw and how we built Boss Babe was community. Boss Babe is not about Natty and I with the founders now. And sometimes you'll see our faces on the Instagram account. But Boss Babe was created out of the community of ambitious women uniting and being like, you know what? It's okay. We do want it all. We don't have to choose any longer. We get to say, this is the dream that we have. And we get to figure out how we get there. And we can do that on our own terms. We can do this working on home, doing things that maybe, you know, haven't necessarily always been done in business before. And we'll own that about ourselves. And that's really what started the movement of Boss Babe, because there was a lot of things that women wanted to say, but didn't necessarily 
know where to say it or wasn't necessarily, you know, other people were not around that necessarily related and was engaging that. And when we started to bring people together to unite, and I always say the ways about creating really good content is four E's. You have to create education. You have to teach someone something or you have to give them an emotion. So our emotion was, you know what? Empowerment. You can do it. Or you have to create an enemy. So our enemy was, we know what, we're not going to be quiet anymore. We are going to own being unapologetically ambitious or it has to entertain them. They're the four things of creating good content. But one story I just want to take back to a second is the reason I realized this was so, so powerful and so, so important was when I decided in 2016, heading into 2000, it took me two years to really understand what I wanted to create. But in 2018, I told my boss at the time, who was actually a business partner with, and I'd by that point gone into a group of chiropractic clinics. I said to him, hey, I'm starting an online business. It's kind of going a little bit well. I just want you to know how full transparency around this. He went, Danielle. I'm so worried about you. I'm so worried about your ambition. I don't want you to like, you know, have your hopes set and fail. And I was so taken aback by that conversation because I could not help but think to myself, would he have said this to a male counterpart? Would he have sat there and been like, oh, I'm worried about your ambition? No, he freaking would That's not insane. have. That's insane. The, 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 that, that, that concoction of words just don't go together. I'm just like, in that moment, I was like, this is why I need to do what I do. Because there are women out here who are having these conversations 100%. as well. And we get to bring them together and be like, no, actually, there's a ton of us who are very much alike. And let's do something about it and create the conversation that women, it's okay to say you want to build wealth. You deserve to build wealth. You can do it in your own way. You don't have to follow the forms that have gone before us. And let's get more women into positions so we can see ourselves in leaders, so we can hear more about other entrepreneurs doing what we want to do. And so that's really how yes. it was born and how it started evolving um, from a place of pain in the sense of my initial pain of one location freedom and then a place, place of the dream was the pull around. I, I want this space for myself. And therefore, I also know that other women are going to want to create this too. I remember before I moved to LA in 2003, I was in New York City for a few days and I had lunch with a family member and she said to me, promise me you're going to stop being so unrealistic. I'm really like worried for you. Like, I feel like you're going to get hurt. You're going to fall on your face and then you're always going to be starving because you have this naive thought that all of these things are going to happen. And I just looked at her and I was like, thinking to myself, I'll never forget that you just said this because it stands out so much from everything that I believe. And I would never take your wisdom whatever, or lack thereof. But essentially people reach for the highest branches they see. And so many women have believed a lie, which is, this is how far you can go. If you go further than this, you're going to cause waves and other women might not like you. So you'll be like cast aside. And I don't know what you think you're doing anyway, because it's not real. It's not reality, right? When what you're doing is saying, if I can show women evidence of other women who are leaders and they're also having the family life that they want, and they're also able to have integrity and buy themselves 
a brand, a name brand bag because they don't have to decide between the two. If I can show you evidence of women in leadership who have strong voices and they're willing to stand for something, then maybe you'll start to see just how far the horizon goes. And it's so important. I had Chelsea Clinton on the podcast two days ago, and we were talking about women raising their hands and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that if you look around the world, there is a deficit of women in power. And if you look around the world, you'll see there's a lot of interesting and painful choices being made. And what might happen if women had bigger checkbooks and bigger voices and bigger microphones Maybe since we happen to be half of the world's population, maybe we could make up half of the world's leaders and maybe it would change everything forever, period. I got goosebumps. I could not agree more. That's exactly what I believe. I think when we're younger, we're sold a narrative quite often, depending on areas that you're brought up in and culture that money, you know, I, I had the narrative that like money was a bad thing. Like how dare I say I want to earn more money. That must mean I'm greedy, et cetera. And I do think quite often, and this is a very generalized stereotype. So please take this, but I do think there is some truth in how this, if you do look at how many leaders we have, and if you do look at where wealth is distributed, women are sold more of the narrative that they should not be striving to earn more money. They should not be saying, I want to earn more money. And yet, you know, I do stand by the fact that I do not think my male counterpart back when I was a chiropractor would have ever said that to a man. I don't agree that that would have existed. And so it is really important that we, come from that place that you know what money is a tool you can do good things with it and you do bad things with it I don't think all women are amazing but I also feel like women do have more of a tendency to be more nurturing and so I would argue again like you that if more wealth was in the hands of women I think we would actually live in a better society and like more caring society for everybody you know what's so fascinating is number one and I've been doing this show for five years and you know talk to hundreds of thousands of women in our audience so I get to the point where it I feel allergic to the conversation that money equals greed I'm like I'm allergic I'm allergic I can't I, I can't have another conversation where when meanwhile little boys are told be a great provider that makes you a person of integrity have as much money as you can because that makes you a good dad. That makes you responsible, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, how come this candidate made that choice? Like, oh, because you vote with your money. Okay. It's like, I can't handle it anymore. It's just outrageous. And what you said about, well, I don't want to generalize, but maybe it's possible that, you know, we, we just, we, we're so ingrained to apologize that we even, we like tiptoe around these things. But if you look at the animal kingdom, forget humans. Let's put humans over here. Male and female animals don't act the same. So what they study is that it's interesting that when the babies are eating, the females have to make circles around the babies because the males will eat their food. Does that mean that the the lion is not a great lion? No, he's just wired to eat the food of the young. And the female says, I'll go without food so the baby can eat it. That's not about humans. That's not talking about people. I'm talking about the wilderness. I'm talking about the law of nature. So Mm -hmm. now what are you going to say to me about that? 
Where are we going to go with that? Okay. So if that's a principle in nature, maybe we should stop apologizing and say, we are geared towards this compassion and empathy thing. Hmm. Maybe there should be more heaping teaspoons of that in leadership, in government, in business owners. I mean, think of it. When you have a business, you have to give money away, right? You need to do it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not a functional, healthy business, right? So you have to give money. You have to Let's get some women making some choices about who they're funding and what they're underwriting. And let's show other women what they, what they can do. It's yeah. like, I've just had it. Can you tell? I've just like, I, I, cause I just see it's like, stand up, raise your hand and lead. You have no more excuses. The time is up. And I think there's also this position around like allowing women to have these conversations. So I want to share a little bit of story because I also feel like this isn't talked about enough, right? When I was a chiropractor, I was pretty successful at this point. I was probably earning around, I don't know, 80,000 pounds a year, which is probably like at this point, $120,000. And how so old was I at this point? That's, that's good. I was like, for 20, like a- 27, 28, but I owned, I, started buying like I'd start buying my business career started when I was in chiropractic so I owned the company at that point and I remember though that was the glass ceiling because I was trading time for money and even as a chiropractic clinic owner like I was the business like it was not sellable as it was totally I get it and so in the same breath I had this conversation this one guy who told me not to be ambitious yada 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 I also had another conversation. And by the way, I did not come from a wealthy family at all. I was out earning my parents at this point, right? So I was earning more than my parents put together at being this chiropractic at this point. And so I had no one around me really who was, you know, wealthy and never been exposed to anybody who, you know, had a, was a millionaire. I didn't know any millionaires. Um, and I had this conversation. So someone introduced, a friend introduced me to this guy who was a millionaire and he very kindly, for whatever reason, spent an hour with me on the phone one day. He lived in Dubai. He said to me, Danielle, how much do you want to earn? And I was like, Ooh, God, this feels uncomfortable. And I want you to literally sit with yourself. Anyone listening for a second and just be like, if someone asked you, how much do you want to earn a year? You can pick a number and pick that number in your head. And how do you feel about picking that number? And are you already downplaying that number? Because let me tell you, the number I said to him straight out the gate was 200,000 pounds, right? So I was already earning 80,000. 200,000 pounds was the number I've picked. He went, but you're like not far from that. That's not actually far from, what do you mean? That's, he was like, Daniel, that's, that's not a number to pick. And I'm like, huh? He's like, well, pick bigger than that. And I'm like, oh, I can't possibly pick bigger than that. What do you mean I could possibly pick bigger than that? I can't imagine more money than that. That's a load of money. He's like, pick a number, really stretch yourself. So I got to 400,000. That was the highest I could absolutely go in my head around what it would be my dream income to earn was 400,000 pounds. So equivalent to about $600,000 a year, maybe, right? That was the number. And I felt sick writing that down. Like it felt so alien to me. I could not imagine that number, right? That conversation, I'm going to tell you that conversation took place August, 2017. I decided to go to San Diego to a Brendan Bouchard event in September, 2017. That is where I met Natalie. 
And in February 2018, we incorporated Boss Babe, right? And I want to tell you this. He, him asking me that question made me realize I didn't know how to get to 400,000 as a chiropractor. I was like, huh, like this online thing really is where I really need to go. So I need to, I tried a few things, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. So August, 2017, met Natalie, September, 2017, incorporated Boss Babe, February, 2018. We made 1.4 million in our first year of business. And I basically took home that number. Right. And so amazing. what I'm sharing with you guys is that we hold ourselves back, right? And when you don't shoot for the moon, you don't even end in the stars, right? You have to really think and widen. I have no idea how I was ever going to make $400,000. So I want to share that with you. So good. Because you stand in your own way sometimes. It's not even a man standing in your way or a brother no, standing in your way no. or parents standing in your way. You stand in your own way. And so as soon as we take ownership mm-hmm. for standing in our own ways and start going, okay, if I don't want to stand in my own way, how do I get out of my own way? Then we can really have the conversations about how you can freaking change your whole entire life in a year because it is doable. And people think it takes three years, it takes five years, it takes 10 years. No. You can change. You will un- 100% estimate how you can change your life in under a year. It is absolutely crazy. And I really just want to encourage anyone, listen, get out of your own way. And until you admit you're in your own way, you won't even get to that next point. Until you start assigning blame to yourself, you will not be able to unlock the key to that next level and that next version of your life. It's so powerful. And it's, it's my story. It's everybody who's been on my podcast story. It's like, as soon as they could think about it, then they could allow it into their own reality, right? Just the thought alone is so powerful how it calibrates you and then reveals what's already done. It's already there because I wear this infinity from Cartier around my neck because the world is infinite and that is reality itself. It's like these new webcam videos we have of space, you know, we're like discovering a light year, just one light year is so far that like, even if you could get the technology to fly it, you would not make it. Cause like in your lifetime, like you can't go there. You know what I mean? Like the universe is so expansive that when you think of it from the perspective of like your consciousness, your soul, not your ego, but who you really are, who you've always been since the second you were conceived that life force inside of you, the only match for it is an infinite amount. The only thing that makes sense is an endless amount of love, an endless amount of abundance, an endless amount of giving, an endless amount of reception. That's it. When you get that, you're like, no number other than infinite makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not a match. So in the work I do, I teach people how to tune into who we really are, right? So that's what we're talking about. And it's so important. So you you have that moonshot, right? You're willing to see beyond what your eyes can see, what your three, what your five senses, the 3D can see. I love this conversation. Before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsor. 
Did you hear that? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. It's more than a store. Shopify gives you access to powerful tools to help you connect with customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success for a free 14-day trial. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving you customized resources once reserved for big business with a great-looking online store that brings your idea to life and opens endless possibilities. I'm a huge fan of being resourceful with whatever is available to you. So I love that Shopify is providing the tools and making it easy for anyone to successfully run your own business. A lot of people might say, I'm so bad at tech, but with Shopify, you can start building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. Plus with 24-7 support, you're never alone. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash dream job right now. And now let's say we get that done. Now that's 99.9% of the whole thing. Now the 1% that's left is some of the strategy. And it really is like 1% of it because that other thing, the energy, that's why Natalie was even attracted to talk to you about this thing at the event. So that's the 99%, but the 1%, let's talk about that for a second of the strategy. Let's say somebody has this resonance. They're there, they can see it and things are, things are happening. They're bumping into opportunities and now they want to use their hands to be busy with the right things. What are the ways let's start with visibility, right? Growing a platform because there's a lot that we've heard that's just noise. It doesn't actually grow your platform, right? The other day, Khloe Kardashian's team reached out about doing a giveaway with her. And I said, no. And by the way, I love the new Kardashian show on Hulu. I think it's like stunning. And I'm like, it's like eating candy, just watching it. But I said, no, because what I've learned is like, I don't want followers who come to me for that reason. And so I've never done that. So there's a lot that's out there about like, this will grow your platform. This will grow your visibility. But boy, do you know a lot about that. So if somebody is in resonance and they're just like in the stream, receptive mode on, and they want to grow their platform, what are a couple of things that now they can think about to grow a community online? I think this is such a great question. And like the thing I would start off by saying is like, no follower is equal, right? Just like no money Mm. is equal. And just you sharing that, you know, Kim Kardashian's team reached out to me too about doing one of hers and they actually shared um, Kim's demographics. And it's like 85% male was her demographics, right? (laughs) Like really high. And so I just want to start by thinking there, like followers is absolutely a vanity number. Like you have to be really clear about why people come to you. And we always teach a method called the MBA method, which is about starting and growing on social media. And the M stands for magnetize. You really need to understand who you want to draw to you. And that comes around like, what type of content do you want to create? What subject is it on? What is your niche? And I know some people are like, you don't need a niche. You don't need that. But 
I'm not saying a niche is in like, oh, you need to be just talking to female entrepreneurs between the ages 35 and 37 and a half. No, but you need to know what do you stand for? What are your values? So if people come to me, I'm not attracting people who come for my fashion sense or my makeup advice. You're never going to see me giving a makeup tutorial. I barely have any makeup and I'm really horrible at doing it. And you're so beautiful. I just have to say it out loud. So there you go. Thank you. That's very kind. It's very true. I'm I'm good at telling the truth. Go ahead. (laughs) And the point is, I'm like, okay with that, right? I also, if you look at my followers and you look at boss babes, like mine even more so, mine is 98% women who follow me. I'm not posting my ass out, which I know will get me more followers, but they'll probably be men. There's nothing wrong with posting your ass out if that's the type of audience that you also want to curate. So what I'm saying is be intentional about who you're magnetizing. Talk about subjects that light you up. Talk about subjects that you want to grow a business into. Talk about things that are actually aligned with you and stop chasing a silly number that means jack shit if you don't actually know how to monetize them or do anything with them in the first place. So first of all, magnetize is where I'd start. And just taking you back to what I said earlier, there are four pieces of four E's of creating content that I always teach, which is like, you have to be making sure you are either entertaining them. Every single piece of content is that has to has entertainment in it, education in it, emotion in it, or an enemy in it. And just to ground that conversation, let's say you are a swimwear brand and you are made out of recycled fabric or something you might have content that isn't just about looking cute in swimwear it's actually about plastics in the ocean you not only do you want this level of your brand people buying your brand because it looks cute but maybe you stand for something else maybe it's around you know the conscientious side or whatever that is you have to really understand what that is about because then you're going to bring the right people to you that then has a knock-on effect on your engagement because again if i'm going to be posting if let's say i did Kim's giveaway I got all these men they're now following me they're gonna unfollow as quickly as I came because they're like wait I'm not getting the type of content that I want from her because you know she's not posting anything that I'm interested in they're gonna leave or they're gonna hit my engagement and they're not engaging with me so now the algorithm is not actually gonna favor me because they think that my content isn't very good. And it's just that it's not really speaking to the demographic that I've targeted about. And so that's why we always stood with Boss Babe and the growth of the Boss Babe account too, is we were so specific on who we were targeting. Like, if you didn't like a swear word now and again, you're not going to like us. If you didn't like a really kind of sassy post, you're probably not going to unfollow us. And if you felt like actually women should be home and not in the workplace, you're not going to want to follow us. And you know what? I am okay with that. I don't need everyone to like me. I really don't like if you, it's kind of a little bit like if you're trying to speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So really be okay with the content that you're, that you are creating and putting out there. And just lastly, one thing that I really want to say around the magnetized point is you need to start understanding who is already following you. And that comes with posting some stuff that does well and posting some stuff that doesn't do well. Right, and so you can test the, it. That is the 
biggest thing I want to get over to people. People take content creation so seriously these they days. Do. And they, they take do. it personally. If someone doesn't like your content, it doesn't mean you're a bad person that they don't like you. Yeah. The algorithm just didn't service it to them. Or maybe they just didn't resonate it with it that much. And that's okay. It doesn't reflect to you as a person. And I feel like I just want to relieve so many women of the stress that they put on themselves. Yeah. That means that if someone doesn't like their stuff, that people don't like them. It's not about you. None of it's personal. And so permission to post things. If it does well, cool. You learn something that people like. And if it doesn't do well, you learn something that people don't like. Awesome. That's it. It does not mean anything about you. So first of all, magnetize. The second one is about build, which is then doing more of the things that they like, because everyone needs to know this. When you post on Instagram, if you go up to the at the right corner, there's some three lines. You click on that. You go to insights. It will tell you your analytics. It will tell you the best posts you've done the reach. It'll tell you the best posts that got link clicks on stories. It'll tell you the best ones that people saved. Learn about your account when you are growing because that is actually what helps you build because you can lean into the thing. We found out that when we started, pink quotes, sassy quotes got us... X amount of followers. So guess what? We started doing them three times a day because then we tripled the amount of followers we were getting. And so we lent into the things that we're doing well and said, how many more times can we do them? And so just look at your analytics to actually build out what you're doing. And one thing I'd say in building is consistency beats content any day. If you put one good piece of content out once a month, you will not beat someone who posts average content every single day they will outperform you because they are in the minds of their customer over and over again so that's why it's really important to let go of this feeling of oh my goodness every post has to be amazing because done is better than perfect what is better right think about it what is better me posting a post that's kind of like 60% good and gets out there or me not posting at all what's going to get the most engagement the 60 percenter, right? So don't get so obsessed that you, you don't post anything because you also sometimes the viral things, the things that you don't actually necessarily think will be viral, the thing that took you two minutes versus the other thing that you spent an hour doing and no one liked it. So it's just really this juxtaposition around consistency is what is the fundamental thing that will actually help you build. And then the last thing in the method is the activate. So the MBA method that we teach is activate. And that's really where you monetize people, whether it's with your own products, um, partnerships, or really giving them service. And I just want to also release everyone who's like, Ooh, I feel icky about selling. Like I feel weird about this. Like selling a service. If you have a good product that you would gift or sell to your mother or grandmother or someone in your family, why would you apologize for getting that into the hands of other people? Why would you feel like it's not a good thing? I would much rather people buy our influencer school course than anyone else's. And I would tell you, about it until the cows come home because guess what i know that it's the best product in the market i know no one is beating us i know no one is getting the results that we're getting out there so i'm going to tell you about it all the time because i'm passionate about what it creates for women and so if you are not as passionate as i am about your product your product probably isn't as good as it should be and you should go and sort that out so that you feel confident when selling Oh my gosh. I It's so good. And I was like listening and you gave so many nuggets and I I loved all of it. I want to come back to the piece you said about selling in a second, because you guys have something called the revenue accelerator course. I want to talk about that. Then I want to talk about your podcast, 
But I also want to ask you, because on behalf of my audience, right, I just think it would be fun and I'm totally putting you on the spot, but I'm curious because I think my audience would find this helpful because I'm a person who posts every single day, really cares about my content. I feel like my content is coming from such a resonant, genuine, high vibe place And like my social media following is at like 76,000 followers and my podcast is like crazy big, right? And so I sit there and I think this would be helpful because those who listen to my podcast are following my page so they can see it. And you might have some thoughts like, why then is this not, I mean, when you think about who I am and how I care and the engagement is pretty darn good, right? We'll get like 1600 likes and like 59 comments or 211 comments, depending on what's going on. It's like great content plus like good quotes and stuff. And it's so slow. It's like tiny little, right? So is there like Mm -hmm. something that you would say, yes, you need to be consistent. You need to magnetize people. You need to engage people, but you need this thing, which is like, you need to have X, Y, and Z consistent colors on your feed or else people turn, like, I can't figure out why. Can I go to that? I just got your Instagram account up now, by the way. Yeah. So um, here are a couple of pieces. Your reels, first of all, your podcast reels, they need subtitles on. Most people will actually watch Instagram with mute on. So just so you know, just so you know, they, for some reason this week, my captions are gone. But that's a fluke. So if you look through, it's only the last few that don't have them because it bothers me so much. And I even have a program that makes captions, but Mm -hmm. Instagram won't even let me now download the reel once I cut it up with audio. So that was a recent uh, flaw, but that's not typically how it is. That's good for like anyone else listening though, to know that. So that's why also even on stories and stuff like that, really try and use the captions feature. That's why they created it anyway. Good. Um, so I think that's just a really great place to start from. But here's a couple of things, right? So there's two things to think about when you are growing. And I'm going to put that in quotation marks on Instagram, right? There is growth as in how many of those people are you monetizing or mag- like activating essentially? And I don't necessarily mean, always mean that in a monetization way, but how many of them are you actually activating? Because we made a million dollars way before we had a million followers. So also everybody don't get so hung up always on the growth of the follower number because good, it also doesn't necessarily translate to how many people are going to listen to the podcast or they're buying, which is helping your ad revenue or they're buying your product because you spoke about it. Let's say you can have 70, you know, six, nearly thousand followers but they are so highly engaged on their stories. Like if you're doing swipe ups, you're getting like 200, 300 swipe ups on your stories. Or, you know, when you're saying link in bio, people are actually going and listening to the latest podcast dropping or, you know, getting the products or signing up for the coaching. So the first thing to really recognize is really decide what is your focus point right now. So maybe if you don't have any products and you're just starting out, you really are focused on the metric of growing your followers and you're doing whatever you can to grow that. And that looks like posting consistently every day, looking into your analytics, seeing what's resonating, making sure that you're favoring things in the algorithm. So right now, just a few tips as we're recording this end of August, 2022, you will find that reels are being favored within the Instagram algorithm. You will also find the shorter that reel 
And if it has, if you have a short reel and a lot of, of text on it, it will get more plays because people watch it several times, which then feeds the algorithm to get the reach higher on everybody. Like Instagram is like, oh, this is being watched multiple times. So now I'm going to show it to more people, which is actually exponentially going to get the views up. Right. So if you are creating views, that's a really great hack to be doing. Another thing is there's different different types of reels that you want to be creating. You might create one which is really leaning towards virality, okay? And that might be a trending audio one. It might be something that really like entertains people, but there isn't actually much value. So take you, for instance, Kathy, you're, you're a coach, right? So really you get paid when people work and I'm making a lot of like assumptions here, but you get really what counts is your bank balance and how people filter into that intuitive coaching. So you might be in two positions. You might do some reels that really leaning towards virality, which probably are not going to be very educational most of the time. They're more on the entertainment or a little bit of emotion side of things. And they they will be the ones that go viral. Then you'll do another type of reel, which actually gets people who are very, very targeted to then sign up for you. So for example, we can do our current reels. Quite often we will get over a million, two million views on it. I did a post more recently about my growth on Instagram going from like less than 10,000 followers all, all the way up to where I am now at like 90,000 followers and showing the patterns that I went through to get there. That got about 500,000 views, but what it really got was freaking signups on our email list. And guess what I get when I get signups on my email list? I get sales into influencer school, right? I get paid, my team gets paid. So don't always judge. Like if the goal is not to make sure every single reel goes viral, um, you'll have some reels that get go viral and remind people to know and like you. And then you'll have some reels that are based on the trust factor to get people to sign up your email list or buy from you. And so really be clear around what type of reels that you are creating. Our podcast reels never go viral. Probably had one with Mel Robbins go viral where she literally was like, I make a hundred K an hour speaking on stage. And it was so out Thank there you. and like, yeah, mic drop that people are like, huh? Want to know more? But most of the time, our podcast ones are actually value-add and reminding people to come to our podcast. And also, I will share, just because we're all talking about podcasts and your podcast platform, I did not see when I was doing the, the podcast reels, I did not see on Instagram a correlation between Instagram and the podcast. But when I stopped doing the reels on Instagram, I saw my podcast drop. So I realized they weren't necessarily going from my Instagram account to my podcast, but it was reminding them of the podcast and they were going into the podcast a different way. So don't, I really want everyone to think about, there are formulas to this, which work. And there's common sense that you also need to apply on top of those formulas, right? Every single business is different. Like you need to be really analyzing things, looking at stuff, learn from people who know what's working, Mm -hmm. learn these hacks that I'm telling you, learn if you are stuck with ideas to create content, we'd give a free 30 day of content because I know what that is like. I literally even had to go to it today. I was like, oh, I'm really feeling a funk on my creation of content right now. Like, let me grab my 30 days of content I give to everybody else and let me pull some ideas from it because I'm feeling a little bit out of my creative juices. And and so just recognizing that all of this is a process and the key thing to growing an Instagram or social media following on TikTok here and everywhere, it is building foundations that help you create, recognizing that every single creation is going to be viral and that is okay. And right. recognizing that there's different types. Yes. I also know people who have millions of followers and have 
businesses a quarter of the size of what we have. I know. They don't know how to monetize them. It really is crazy. And I'm so happy you're saying this because I think our ego exists, right? And so there's a part of us that is in flow and there's a part of us that goes, but wait, aren't I supposed to have this vanity number, right? And thankfully, for the most part, I kind of just keep my head where it needs to be and I do what I do. And before I even had an Instagram account at all, I was making $2 million. $2 million before I had one post on Instagram because I had a business. I was a songwriter. Then I was teaching people the business of songwriting. And then I started a podcast. And then as I was growing my social media, which would have been whatever it was then, 10,000, 20,000, this business has been grossing six, $7 million now consistently. And I don't have a big team. There's like five of us and I don't have a hundred thousand followers on social media. I think that it is important because it looks like something from the outside that is set in stone. Like, unless you have this, you'll never, but there's so much not said about what you just said that has to do with the actual engagement between you and the person you're there to help Mm -hmm. between you and the activation. You know, I love when you talk about the magnetize and the activate and like solving those people's problems. And we have a woman who's in our mastermind who was able to grow from $50 in her pocket to a hundred thousand dollars. And she had 320 followers, not a thousand, 320 humans. So it's really important to really understand what it means to have that depth. I want to talk about depth. You already mentioned it, your podcast. So the Boss Babe podcast, why did you start this podcast and what can people expect to have when they listen to it? Oh my goodness. Can I just go back for one tiny second? Yeah. It's just something I want to tell people about because this, I was not a natural content creator. I never wanted to even have an Instagram account. Like this is never anything I wanted to do. And I want to remind people that you see when you're on Instagram and scrolling, the majority of people you see are content creators, right? Because you're on Instagram. That's what those people are showing up. They're really good at it. It's their genius. So, and just like you're hearing from Kathy and I today, also, it is important to have a social media following of a small, if whatever business you're at, you should have a social footprint, right? But that does not mean you can't make millions of dollars Amen. way before that. And I just want to allow people to see this because we're also in this world and this economy right now where the content creators are seen so, so often and people attach their success. And just like we spoke about earlier around like lifting the, lifting your own restraints, you can earn a million dollars way before you have a million followers. Anything that you want and you put your mind to, you can do just because someone does it this way does not mean that's the only way to do it. And also let's say, you know what? I'm not great at content, creating content. I'm going to hire a social media. Like that's why we do the social media certification within inside influencer school. Not everyone is meant to be a social media creator. That doesn't mean you're a bad business person. That doesn't mean that you can't have this huge epic business. And I just need to get that off my chest because I also never want to feed into the narrative that the only way to be a millionaire is doing it on social media because that's bullshit. Oh my God. I love how animated and enthusiastic you get, but it's so needed. And I'm just asking another random question. Do you have a place where people who are listening can go to sign up for that, number one? And do you have a place where people who are listening who want to hire one of those people can go to hire one of those people or no? 
Yes, I will give you two links after this. I'll give you a link to the 30 days of content because I feel like everyone just needs to get their creative juices flowing if they are stuck. And I'll give you a link to a masterclass where we teach the MBA method in more detail so people can really understand that a little bit more. Right now, we don't have a place where you can hire people who've been through our course yet. They're just utilizing that on their own social media platforms, but we are working on that um, because the demand is really there. So we'll drop the links for sure in the show notes. Thank you. Amazing. So So your podcast... Podcast. When did you start that podcast? Two years ago? When was it? 2019. April yeah. 2019. And it is my favorite freaking place ever. And you know why? Probably because a little bit like you. I I love social media for what it is. But it pisses me off that it's... I am like worried about our brains with these 15 second reels. I mean, they've gone to like 60, like 60 right? second reels. It's kind of insanity. I'm like, this is not giving full context. And what I love about the podcast is we have real behind the scenes conversations. Like, I want to get down in the dirty. What went wrong? What went well? Like, tell me when you cried. Tell me when you were angry. Tell me when the shit went down. Like, I want to know that. I don't like superficial things like conversations. I like to get deep. And so really I started the podcast because it really gave me a chance to be nosy and ask really successful people how they were successful. And I enjoyed doing that. And I'm just like, I love building connection with people. And so someone selfishly, it gives me the chance to find out questions that I want to know. And I also then appreciate that my audience want to know because I am basically the, I am the demographic of a boss babe. Like I, the whole business could be built for the things that I know and need because I'm an ambitious woman in building and I want to be building my own wealth. So I come at it from a place of just like, what are the conversations that people aren't really having? What are the conversations you cannot have in 10 minutes, but actually take an hour to really get into like, I want to hear people's vulnerability. I don't want to hear all the happy stories all the time because no, that's not no, reality. It's not interesting. And, and the last thing I want to do is for people to listen and feel shit about that. I want to be having these conversations that matter. I don't want people thinking about the highlight reel is bad enough. Like we're all seeing a highlight reel all the time on social media. And you know what? Sometimes we don't want to be seeing someone crying on social media. And I think there's a time and a place. And actually I think podcasts are a great way to get deep diving into that and have context. And that's why I love it. And that's what you can expect. The behind the scenes of building successful businesses and learning how to be our best selves. We also have conversations around wellness, like PCOS. I suffered from that. I also had a conversation around my divorce, got divorced. That was horrific. And really wanted to have that conversation as a woman in her early thirties. It was a really lonely experience. And I wish I'd had better legal advice when I signed a marriage contract. All these things that just impact busy, successful women. Now Natalie's just had a baby. I know there's gonna be more conversations around like, what happens when you have a baby? Why yes. is someone talking about this? How this does someone so good. do it? Of course, like just all these things that we just don't get a place to talk about all the time. So, I mean, that takes so much strength for you to share all that and for you to be taking women with you on the journey. And I'm sorry you went through that, but not sorry because that's yeah. the beginning of the rest of your life and you're dealing with it like with full strength and that's the best because you can help other women as well. And I just want to ask you one more question. So I want to talk about the revenue accelerator course, because I think that there is something where people will hide behind the building phase, because as you said earlier, all of a sudden it feels nauseating to raise your hand and have something that you're selling. And I really think that that's so toxic and it's something else that I'm allergic to. I just am like, I'm over it. Like you're looking at it, what I think is the wrong way, because I think it is such a charge people get when they are charged. I think that we actually get so much out of 
co-signing abundance and not co-signing on, I can't afford it. It's like, well, what if I wanted to do something different? What would be possible if I bought this thing or took this trip? And how different do I feel coming back from this experience or buying something from Gucci? How do I feel about myself? What story am I telling myself when I spend money? So when you talk to people about making money, what do women need to know about making the sale? What do women need to set down that they believe about making the sale? And what actually helps you to hear the cha-ching and you're starting to have revenue come in to your business? You gotta ask for it. Do you know what? That is the biggest thing I see women stopping themselves. They don't even ask for it. They don't even, they tiptoe around it. Like, oh, you know, if, if you want to buy this, buy this. This is gonna change your life. Like this is actually going to make your life better. You spend money on going out for meals or a cute top. What is that actually adding to your life? I'm going to give you the knowledge to completely change. I'm not going to give you a fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish girl. Like that is what I, I want people just to unapologetically say, buy this product. If you believe what you are selling is going to help someone's life, ask for the sale. You are doing them a disservice by not telling them about it in the first place. The Revenue Accelerator is actually built as a lead into our membership, the society. And that's where we teach female entrepreneurs how to start. If they don't even have an idea, we teach them how to find an idea, start their business and scale it to six figures and beyond. Because like we started with the beginning of this podcast, I believe that if there was more money in the hands of more women. Just think about this, right? If you had more money, you could help your family. You could give to charity. You could make a difference and a change in more people's lives than you could ever imagine. Money is not stopping you or going to be creating you being evil. If you believe you are a good person at heart and you want to do good things in the world, you're doing the world a disservice by not making more money. Like, We need more caring people who want to make a change to earn more money so that they can do impact. And that is the only way we actually change society is when I truly believe the more money I make, the better I can leave this world. Like I can donate to the charities that I really feel like that need it. I can make sure that I change the lives of people around me for the better And I'm not going to apologize about that. And I don't think anyone listening to this should either. The only people who should apologize for it are people who do it for evil. And I just want everyone to remember also where they came from. If you don't come from money, don't forget that and always go back to your roots and remember that. Stay grounded. Buying a Chanel handbag does not make you happy. All right. Actually leaving the world better and giving and donating and doing these things. That's what actually you'll find really makes you happy. And so revenue accelerator, ask for the sale. And if you want to be earning more money, Ask to earn more money, just like I did. Think, do you want to be earning 400,000, a million, 2 million, 6 million? Put the number on it. Say it. Don't be scared of it. Just own it and then see what happens. Look, you'll see more opportunities. It's a little bit like putting a different pair of glasses on. When you say you want to earn more money, it's like putting those blue tinted glasses on and putting some rose tinted ones. You see the world completely differently, but you have to start with that change within on your mindsets and then other things will fall into place. It's so good. I mean, it's just so important. And let me ask you a follow-up question as we're summing up, because this is just so juicy and people need it so much. How do you ask? When you say ask for it, I think people start to feel very, very empowered when they hear you talk and now they want to go do it. 
And then they think about picking up their Instagram and going live, or they think about sending an email and then they go, wait, I don't, I don't know. Well, how do I ask? Okay. A lot of people will try and sell their product. They'll be like, Hey, buy influence to school. It's a 12 week program. It's going to help you grow on Instagram, right? And I'm selling the product at that point. You want to be selling the solution to someone's problem. So if I said to you, Hey, are you really struggling with deciding what content create every day? Are you struggling with the roller coaster of gaining new followers and then losing them as quickly as you've got them in? Or are you really struggling with the mindset and showing up for social media and you want a support system, you know, that's going to cheer you on and, you know, inspire you every single day, then come be part of this community and influence the school. We're not only going to teach you exactly what you need to know um, to be able in the formulas, but we'll also help you on the mindset and we'll support you along the way. There's a community behind it. You see the difference? Like, um, oh yeah. It talk about the problems and then give them solution. That's how you sell. And when also you do that, it actually means that you know that your product is good because it is actually servicing a problem. If you're just selling a product and the same goes with anything, like even about is selling a razor, I'm like, okay, tired of having cuts on your legs. Like this razor is going to stop that. Like just think about it. Every single product, it's solving a solution if it's a good one. Okay. So let me ask you this. And I love talking to you. You can tell I usually am like, I'm out, but like, I, I can't believe we never met. We have to jam more. So now let me ask you this. I think a lot of women think to themselves, but I don't want to be responsible for people's results because that feels really scary. Like what if somebody takes the razor and never uses it? Or what if somebody like uses it wrong? And again, there's like a feeling of I'm responsible. And how do I sell something with guns ablazing if I feel like I can't promise somebody else their result? You know what? I really relate to this because I had this for a long time and it's really about over-responsibility. And I think as women, when we have this nurturing side to us, like there's a difference between over the responsibility and caring, right? I want to say two things. First of all, you kind of said it earlier, but this is what I always say. I say building a business is 8% mindset and 20% skill. So as a business owner, my mindset that I've struggled with just personally is let's say showing up consistently on social media, that was really hard for me to do. I really struggled with understanding how I could earn more money. I really struggled with, you know, doing something and it not going that well and being like, oh, shucks, like I actually messed this up a little bit and I get to take responsibility and that's kind of painful, but okay, I'll do it. And, oh, I tried this and I failed and having to brush off my knees and get back up again. Your ability to build a business, in my opinion, is your ability to fail more than the next person. Because if you can't uh, so good. fall over and get back up again, you can't be in business because business is all about failing, get back up, failing, get back up. But actually it's not failing. I've learned something. Oh, I tried this. I learned from that. Oh, I tried this. That didn't work out. I learned from something. So the biggest thing you can do is work on your mindset. So if you have a mindset where you're like, oh, but what if this? What if they don't like me? What if it's no good? What if this? You're going to stand in your own way. So your first thing in being an entrepreneur is to conquer that and take ownership of that. Your job is not to make sure that someone completes that course, even if 
yada yada happens in their life that's not your job your job is to create an environment that sets people up for success as long as you can say i've done that so let's take influence the school we're like okay how do we improve the completion rates of courses because traditionally they're pretty low okay we're going to make all our videos less than 10 minutes because we know that's going to help them we're going to create a community we're going to have coaching calls we're going to be having accountability buddies in there these are things that we're going to be doing to support them it's not my responsible if Danny down the road doesn't do it because something happened in her life. That's on her. That's not on me. But I know, and I can say that because I know I created as I set her up for success as I possibly could. But you can't lead a horse to water and make it drink. You can only lead the horse to the water. Like I can't do any more than that. And so my biggest mindset shift was changing who, who I believed that I should and could be to these people. I can be in a mentor. I can be inspiring. I can give them when they come to the course, ask me advice. I can't make someone come to a call and I'm okay with that. And I'll just say, and it's so good what you just said. I love the words over responsibility. It's good. You know, there's only two buttons in the video game of life. You're either in resistance, which is fear. It's ego. You're scared. You're controlling. You know, that's what we do when we try to protect ourselves. So you're either in resistance or you're in receptivity. You're expansive. There's love. There's creativity happening because you're all open for the creative downloads. Your energy is palpable. You give people energy just by being around you. And that's literally all the free will we really have is choosing one of those two buttons. So you can't do that for somebody. What you could do is be so resonant that they get kicked into alignment by being with you. And then they get to choose if they're going to keep being in the stream or they're going to allow things to knock them out of alignment. But that is called the matrix. And that is why I know that my job when I'm coaching, when I'm speaking, when I'm podcasting is like, just be the Wi-Fi. And if they want to like plug into it, they will. And for everybody, for everybody who's listening, it's like you, you, that's the one thing. It's like, what does she say? Like in the little mermaid, she's a horrible character. She's like, and I can't make people fall in love. You know, I actually, that's also what the genie says in Aladdin. He's a better character. But what the real thing is you can't do is you can't choose where somebody focuses their attention. You can't choose what someone perceives. You can't choose how they vibrate, how they cast a vibration into the world. That's their choice. But what we can do is have integrity and do our best to say, hey, this is what I've learned. This is what worked for me. These are the results I've gotten. This is the way that I feel so inspired to show others how they can come with me here. And then great, that's it. And end of scene. I love that. And can I just add one last thing to that? Because I really resonated with what you're saying. And one thing that I have noticed is I have this personal value that is to be a positive ripple effect, right? And I would love everyone to like really just think about this for a second because I didn't come from an ambitious family. My family are good people and they also had a tendency to be kind of negative, very like pessimistic. And what I noticed was that when I raised my vibration of being positive and choosing to look with my glass half full and choosing to see the good side in people and not the bad side. It had this positive ripple effect on every single one of them. My brother just came out here um, to LA 
him and his fiance went into my office and started doing a goal and a vision board. Never would I have thought my brother, he's a plumber in the UK. Never would I have thought that he would have come out here on his own free will and started doing a vision board in my office. I was like, wait, what? And, and I, by the way, he start- felt the energy of your office. <laughs> yeah. And you will start seeing this. So just remember if you are sat here going like, I don't have the right people around me or like I'm noticing this about my family, be that positive charge for everyone because they will start either raising their own frequency to be close to you or they'll just start pulling away and that is okay. And I've noticed that with family, I've yes. noticed that with friends, but if you can hold your frequency and who you truly are and be fully in alignment with yourself, people will either choose to get on that same frequency or they won't. And either is okay. And I just think just kind of like what you were just saying there, I think it's just really important that we all get to be a positive ripple effect. And if anyone's listened to this, I would just love for them to take away, like, you know, how can you positively impact somebody? Because then that goes on and impacts that next person, then that next person. And that ultimately, if we can create positive ripple effect of change, that's what overcomes the negative effect that might be sent out by somebody else. I promise, promise this is the last question because you just (laughs) made me think of it. One of the days where I lost the most followers is when I celebrated like a huge win. I posted on my Instagram and I'm not going to delete the question because I want you to answer it, but I'm going to delete the specific of what I said because that's how triggering it is. And I Mm -hmm. saw it firsthand. Mm -hmm. I posted on my Instagram, a text from my mortgage broker that I can buy a $10 million house. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote this caption about how I come from a single mom family, came out to LA in 2003 and and I'm so proud that my husband hasn't been the breadwinner and I've been able to do this. And I have three little girls and I want, we had so many people that day unfollow my account. My question is, what do you think about celebrating your wins publicly? And I find that a lot of girls, and I talked to Priyanka Chopra about this too, that she's like, we've been conditioned by the patriarchy that there's like not enough for women in general. So when we see women rising, sometimes we kind of feel, you know, and like some animosity rather than like, no, that's amazing. She's paving the way. Um, and she's been, she has a lot of support, but she also noticed early on that she would get a little bit of like shade just for rising, right. Just for being beautiful and celebrating herself. So I guess it's a, I'm belaboring the point, but the question is, what do you think about women standing up and saying, I want to celebrate, like how many followers I now have, or I want to celebrate the podcast downloads, or I want to celebrate how I crossed this revenue goal, or I want to celebrate this beautiful home. And there's a fear of like, dim it down. You might bother people because boy, does that then sabotage your success. If you feel that by being more successful, you will hurt other people or you won't be, you won't belong. I'm going to challenge you to leave this part in because I actually think this is a really, really big conversation that gets to be had. So here's my stance on it. When we see someone, right, when we see so someone celebrates their wins over here, right? They're like, oh my goodness, I've done this. How amazing. There's two types of people. There's a type of person who sees that and is like, wow, if they can do it, so can I, right? Because they live in abundance. No one's taking that away from them. No one's saying that they can buy a house of that amount. It's actually an example of, wow, if she can do it, 
So can I. And then there's the other type of person who is, and this is where we come into feedback loops. Our thoughts create our feelings, which create our actions, right? And so the person who sees this, who is like, wow, my thought is if they can do it, so can I, they are inspired, their feelings are inspired. I'm like now confident. And then that creates the action. So the reason I'm challenging you to leave this up is I want those people who hear this and who are inspired by you to be like, oh, she came from a single family. She didn't know what she was doing. And she's got a mortgage for the $10 million house. How freaking incredible. I am going to support her. And she's just cheered me on to do it too. And then the people who are like, you know what? Let's take it. If she could do that, that means I can't. It's all right for her. Maybe she had a benefit having a single mom. I had two parents who were together. Now I can't do it. And those people, if you caught yourself thinking, oh, it's okay for her, I would challenge you. That is exactly where you are, why you are not where you want to be. Like that is exactly why you get to do the work on this. And it's okay. We can change our brains are neuroplastic. How amazing that God created us or whoever created us, whoever you believe in, they created us and our brains could change. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can change whoever we are. Like we can change our brains because that person who is like, oh my, I can't possibly do that. They're going to, I'm going to feel demotivated. They're going to feel like, oh, you know, X, Y, and Z and their actions are going to be, I'm not going to even try. Well, those people were never going to try in the first place. And how wonderful that you've cleared your space of them because they were probably always going to like, you know, dampen your own vibration anyway. And so I think what's really a lesson to all of us as women is like, you get to celebrate yourself. You should unapologetically do that. And know that people like Kathy and I are going to be cheering you the hell on because when you do it, that means, oh, I know I can do it now. I get to talk to a woman. I spoke to a woman the other day. She was the longest sitting um, CEO of a FTSE 100 company. And I honestly find myself in room with the most incredible women. And when of course, I because you're like, a match for it. And when I find out that they're not the smartest people, they don't think they're the smartest people in the room. They made a ton of mistakes. Sometimes me, it's like, oh, they've been divorced too. Okay, there's nothing what could happen. Like it actually is nice for me to be able to see myself in them. And I want people to be able to see themselves in me and know that, okay, you don't have to come from wealth. If you did, cool. Um, And if you didn't, that's also cool. And you can still achieve these things. But it's just like who we see on TV. If we don't have diversity and ethnicity if we don't have diversity in gender if we don't have diversity in age and we're not celebrating those wins how are people going to know that they absolutely achieve it i'm gonna that's why i'm challenging you to leave i'm gonna take the challenge because i'm not gonna (laughs) sit it out when someone so sweet and beautiful is like dude and i just want to say that i went to the hotel bel air yesterday to have a massage and this is what's interesting about the psychology of it i booked it for a friend and i and she canceled last minute and said, can you just come to my house? Because I fell and I can't get a massage because the doctor said like, give it a week or something. So I was going to cancel both of them. Instead, I'm like, wait, you haven't had a massage in two, three, four months, five months, a single massage. You run this business, you have three kids go to her house after, but still go get the massage yourself. So I did. And as I was walking in, I posted, I'm going to get this massage, which I hesitated because I thought, what do people think? You know, and by the way, there's so many aspects of my life. I don't have this static. So it's really interesting when it comes to just celebrating my wins, when it comes to selling, I know how much other people can rise. So it's it's funny how that for me, it's like whack-a-mole, like a video game, like certain things don't bother me and other things, they like become like a dragon in front of like a castle, you know? So 
I posted though, I'm getting this massage. And then I asked in my stories, how many of you get massages enough? You know, do you get massages enough? Yes or no? The answer is no, they don't. And what I think is interesting, and this is what my, the, the woman who runs my team, my integrator, Colleen, she said, you know why I think people didn't like it? Because it's one thing for you to say some, some of the things that you and I also already said today, which is if you make a lot of money, you can do good in the world. But it's a totally different thing to receive pleasure, to receive joy. For women. For women. So it's one thing for you to build a business and empower women to use their voice because that aligns. But as soon as people think about their worthiness of receiving, of having a great day, of going to a beautiful lunch with their friends, of doing things that are not quote unquote productive, just to feel good, to go to Napa and indulge and stay at a beautiful place. Because guess what? One day you'll be hopefully 99 and you won't be able to go because your body's going to hurt. And there is this just, I must sacrifice everything vibe where it's like, oh, that's so excessive. Like you could have given a massage away. You don't need that. You know, and then there's like this, I can't bear it because I don't give it to myself. And believe me, I don't get a massage as often as I should. I have three kids and run this business and I don't have full-time help. I have a sense of that pride and whatever it is. So I understand it. And I think that that has to change. I think that women and men, but women, especially because we're such givers, like we have to learn how to fill up our cups and not look at other women like, I don't get it. She just like goes to lunch and then shops and has a whole day like that. Like, shouldn't she be like giving away her time all the time? I think it's about also when you see that, being able to open up and ask the question, oh, how does she do that? Like, how? I, I would love to be able to do that. So I'm going to look a little bit closer and I'm going to listen and I'm going to learn. And you know what? You might find that actually you could have a really good podcast or you could do this business. Or And I, I think that's where I would love to just like challenge anyone listening if they have had any moments where it's like, oh, it's okay for them or it's okay for her or what, whatever that is. It's just to kind of ground yourself into like, oh, if they can do it, how can I? If they can do even things like massages or lunch dates, et cetera. Like, what can I learn from this? That means I can create the life that I actually truly want to create. And I deserve, because you all freaking deserve to create and live on this earth in the way that you want to. hundred percent. And how we view what we deserve since everything's a hologram is how you view what you would think other people deserve. And it's like, think about your best friend. Wouldn't you want her to go get a massage? You would. So this conversation has allowed us to become aware of things that sometimes we're not aware of. And it's no wonder you and Natalie are doing such amazing things. So tell everybody where they can find the podcast and follow you and all of the rest. Yeah. You can find our podcast on the Boss Bay podcast. You can find Apple, Spotify, all those places. My handle is at Danielle Canty, um, which I'm sure you'll see in the show notes. And then our Boss Bay handle is at bossbabe.inc. And then we'll also, as we said, we'll put a ton of links that you can find various free downloadables or free trainings. Cause that's one thing that we're always really passionate about. Boss Babe is making sure it's really accessible because neither Natalie or I came from wealth. And so we wanted to make sure that what the content we were creating was accessible and then as you go through your journey you can do paid things with us but 
lots of free things out there too. And that's why I love podcasting because I put so much of myself into it and I do it consistently twice a week and you do a podcast and isn't that so cool? Cause it's like a, yeah. a beautiful gift of content that hopefully adds a lot of value. So thank you for coming on and sharing all of this value. And um, I hope that we connect in person. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation. How amazing is Danielle? We seriously just could have kept talking and talking. There was so much fun. Here are the takeaways. Number one, be unapologetically ambitious. Number two, raise your hand and lead. You have no more excuses. The time is up. Number three, if you believe what you sell will help someone's life, then ask for the sale. You're doing a disservice by not telling them about it. Number four, the more money you make, the better you can lead this world. Number five, your ability to build a business is your ability to fail more than the next person. Number six, be the positive charge for everyone. They'll either start raising their own frequency to be close to you, or they'll start pulling away and that's okay. Number seven, we can change whoever we are. Number eight, you get to unapologetically celebrate yourself. You all deserve to create and live on this earth the way you were meant to. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. It really, really does. We have so many great episodes coming up. Make sure that you are subscribed to Apple Podcasts or following us on Spotify. And if you got something out of this episode, which I'm sure that you did, then I want you to text a friend. I want you to go ahead and post about this on your Instagram and tag me at Kathy.heller and you can tag Boss Babe at bossbabe.inc. You can also tag Danielle. She's at Danielle Canty because I'm sure some of those will get reposted. And it's just always so fun to interact with you guys and see you in my DMs. I also wanted to remind you that I will be sharing a mini boot camp. This is going to be a free three days of training, September 12th through the 15th. I will be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. I'll be teaching you everything I can get into those three days about podcasting, about building an amazing audience, about engaging that audience and monetizing this podcast of yours. And I want to show you how you can do this with very, very, very simple things. It's amazing. In fact, even right now, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this on my iPhone right now in the voice memo, the app that comes native on your phone. That's how I'm recording this. I want to show you how you can be building a fortune and an amazing impact and tons of opportunities by creating a podcast. So join me at kathyhoe.com slash bootcamp. Grab your spot. It's free. Tell your friends. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song and I will talk to you on Thursday. Five.